This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackie and Judd. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I love that Jonathan's back in here today. He's subbing for uh, Dave Harrigan. If you're, uh, if apparently, if you're a family member, even of someone who's been in this studio the last week, you're going to get sick. So Dave's out today, tending to a sick uh, kid. Uh, we have an accountability session. We're going to go in on here. We have a ton of predictions off the board. The 2017 batting average title race is coming right down to the wire here. Uh, but first, let's go to. The predictions from Jonathan Harrison, the last time he filled in on this segment. AK. They disintegrated quickly. You didn't think you were going to swing for the fences and then we weren't going to bring these back up. This oh, is no, an no, accountability no. session, all right? Adam Dunn, baby. This is Adam Dunn Yeah. Oh, yeah. in his prime. <laughs> yes. We, yes. You know, we greatly appreciate the effort swinging for the fences to make this segment more entertaining. Uh, you predicted that we would not see Teddy Bridgewater this season and that Keenan would go to the Jets on a three-year contract. Now, Keenum could still go to the Jets on a three-year contract, but we did see Teddy. Uh, you said the Twins will sign you, Darvish, and trade a prospect in order to clear room to land Otani. Mm-hmm. They could still sign you, Darvish. Yeah, but, the second part might be wrong. Yeah, uh, And you said Wisconsin will not make the college football playoff, which was correct, mm-hmm. despite going undefeated in the regular season, including beating Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. So, You're just uh, swinging from the heels uh, your yeah. whole time. Tried I loved to. it. That's uh, great stuff. A little old for three, but you gave us I'm some okay good swings. It. Yep, <laughs> keep swinging for the fences. Are you? Are, have you lined up home runs for today's segment? I've got at least one. We'll see about the other two. What do you guys okay. think of those two? Are you dropping buns to try and get on the board? Or no, no, gonna... no, no. I'm not going to do that. Okay, just checking. So uh, we'll get to our predictions here. In case you're new to the show, we make predictions every Friday, and we keep track of those predictions in order to hold each other accountable. No other sports show does that in the country, really. They all just bloviate and make predictions, and then if they're wrong, uh, they let it float out into the ether. And sometimes I wish we didn't. Well, you're gonna like really, this whole season. You're really going to wish that for this week, actually. Uh-huh. We'll get, we'll get to yours in a second here. So going in, Dave Harrigan and I, and there's still some things left on the board, a couple things from the end of the 2017 calendar year. But uh, Dave and I were neck and neck in the batting title race. You had some catching up to do. Dave... Had a rough one. He said uh, that he would win our 2017 NFL season picks. He got smoked. He said Teddy... Why did he even predict that? Well, I mean, he, he won last year, so he I was I know, confident. I know, but he was never that close by the time he predicted that. Uh, he said... No, he predicted that at the beginning of the year, that he, oh, would, he, really? he would win the picks, yeah. Uh, he said Teddy Bridgewater will start a game for the Vikings. 
and that Jordy Nelson would catch two or fewer passes against the Vikings. He caught three in that game. Mm-hmm. And that Joe Callahan would Joe Callahan did not play in that game, right? No. He did not. So no oh, for four for Dave. There. He did not. Uh, I predicted the Vikings would beat the Packers by two touchdowns or more yeah. for the first time since, I believe, the early 2000s. So that's a double. The spread was like nine. Uh, I predicted, how about this for a double, that Appalachian State would pull a big upset of Toledo in the Dollar General Bowl 34 to rip. Baby, well, Toledo didn't even show up off the bus. Forgive me if I forgot your prediction on that one. Uh, I said it will re- require 13 wins to secure home field advantage in the NFC. That's a single. Yes! And that the Vikings would finish exactly 4-1 and one in their final five games. It's yes! a solid double to predict the exact record. Um, and then I went on a losing streak. Said a Bills player would get a 15-yard revenge penalty on Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Teddy would finish the season with a higher quarterback rating than Case Keenum. That Teddy would start the Vikings' final game. That the Vikings would lead the NFL in yardage defense, which they did, and turnover margin, which they didn't. Quit your laughing, because I think I'm next, and you're really going to be laughing. <laughs> I said I would win the picks uh, against the spread. I didn't. You won. Uh, and I had a really good season, but you had a better season. And that Cutler would have a career-high passer rating in Miami this year. Uh, so wow, kind of balanced out the hot start. On to Judd. It's not, been, now, keeping in mind, it was a rough 2017 for me. Yes. So this just culminates what was already a rough season. Yes. Now, you did say that Pat Shermer would interview for at least one head coaching job. Yes! It's going to be four this week, starting today, I believe. Last night, Lions. Last night, okay. Mm-hmm. Then you said Blair Walsh would not end the season as Seattle's kicker. Oh, he shouldn't have. I should get that one. That's a Seahawks mistake, not mine. How about all the Seahawks (laughs) fans being perplexed by his misses at the end of the year? I wonder how this could have happened. He cost them three games. He cost them the playoffs. Yes, he did. Easily (laughs) cost them the playoffs. Wide left. Couple times. Well, like that's what they get for signing a guy who helped advance them in the I playoffs. Should get, to begin I with. should get the point. They should get the demerit. Yes. As it stands, it's incorrect. Latavius Murray will score at least ten rushing touchdowns. He had eight, and if he had started the season, you made that prediction before they drafted Dalvin Cook. So I feel good about my last two losses, right? There. It's good process by you. Yeah, it was very good process. Keep with the process. All right, keep going. Uh, you said Michael Floyd would catch five or more touchdown passes. Did he catch one? I don't think he caught one. I don't right. think no. so. Did he catch no. five passes? <laughs> check on me, that. I'll check. Check on that, Jonathan. I don't think he did. You said Anthony Barr will have five or more sacks. Uh, he didn't quite reach the five mark. There. I think he reached like three sacks. All right, well, we can double check that. That's but not awful, then. The you Ford said Treadwell will catch at least 40 passes this oh, year. Oh, was I thinking? What type of drugs 20? was I on that day? That was a home run segment. We were. You okay. said thirty, right. and we forced you to go forty, well, but he didn't even get to thirty. Michael smoked. Floyd caught ten passes all year for seventy-eight yards. Now that was a terrible prediction. <laughs> wow, I deserve the heat for that one, John. Bring it on, boy. Uh, you said Trey Waynes would intercept at least seven passes. <laughs> you said the Bears, Browns, Colts, Broncos, and Giants will all fire coaches. Well, once again, the Browns should have. Yeah. I Hugh think Jackson I don't should know. have been fired. You can't keep firing coaches every two years. You, oh, I don't think that was Hugh Jackson's fault. Listen, he's not a good coach, well, but you can't just that was keep the general firing manager's coaches. fault. Listen, Owen sixteen, everyone gets fired. You can't go Owen sixteen and retain your owner? coach. I don't think the I Broncos think fired too. Fired. Yeah, the Broncos be. didn't fire their coach either, right? But they were going to, and they should have as well. I should get that <laughs> point. True. 
Good Vance process again. It was good process by you. I love that. Uh, you said Wiggins would drop 25 points in Phoenix yeah. a couple weeks ago. That was bad. He scored 17, <laughs> but he tried to score 25. He shot a bunch that of mid-range jumps. That still was misguided. You said the Packers will have at least one. It's not over yet, by the way. You said the Packers will have at least one penalty against Anthony Barr, like a revenge penalty. Okay, can we end this now? I'm just. And then Kyle <laughs> Rudolph would do a Lambo leap. Oh, that's right. That was a good prediction, too. Process, once again, very good there. So, with all of that, uh, Judd was flirting with the 300 average a couple weeks ago. Uh, 246. Looks like it's going to be close to your final average. Dave Harrigan dropped all the way to 372, 32 points behind me now at 404. Well, that's it. He should have sat. He should have sat the doubleheader to end the season. That's basically it, then, right? Because there's Pretty still a few. There might on be the a board, couple things here, but nothing and there, that's going to get him that many points. But it looks like uh, congratulations. You, you won the batting title last year. It looks like I yes! will I, take home the batting title this year. And now, in fairness, Dave was not in in the segment, not in the prediction last year, correct? So it was between the right. two of us last year. So Yeah, this was his first time as a full-time predictor. Uh, our guests, by the way, we kept track of the guest predictions. There was one correct guest prediction all year. <laughs> yeah, And it was Brian Murphy predicting, it'll be hot as hell this weekend and we'll all be fine. <laughs> I was there for that one. I was there for that. That's a great prediction. You were off that Friday. Oh, Murph came strong with the fact that so he was there were no actual tangible predictions uh, that we can say were correct by our guests. So Jonathan will be a guest predictor this week because Dave is out. Let's start with the guest predictor here, Jonathan Harrison. All right, Kingman. So despite throwing for 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, Case Keenum will not break top five MVP voting. Okay. SI released their own little yeah. mock one, and he finished eighth. Okay. So we and and I think we do. I told you this off the air. I think yeah. we do get access to the voting, so we'll be able to see that. Uh, okay. Write this down. Judd. All right. Uh, Pat Shermer, who has in- interviewed for the Lions job, talked to the Bears, Giants, and the Cardinals, will be named the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Wow. It all makes too much sense that that the Bears, who have tapped into not one, but both the coordinators from the Vikings to find out what the secrets are, will end up hiring Pat Shermer to be Mitch Trubisky's uh, personal coach, basically. Secret is, don't hire John Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, Ryan Pace. Just windburned face. John Fox and Tom Coughlin just staring into yeah. the sun with windburned faces. Uh, the, the only question is, if Mitch Trubisky can't play, then you're going to get fired, and you're now you've now you're zero for two. But uh, all right, write this down. If Reggie write Lin- this down. If Reggie Lynch is out, if he gets suspended, the Gopher basketball team will miss the NCAA tournament. So they're they're in a pretty good position, you know. They're two and one in conference. They do have thirteen wins, so it's it's not going to take. It probably takes eight conference wins and a couple good wins to get there. But if they're missing him, and now Bakari Kanate is going to play like thirty minutes a night, and they only have four viable players, they will miss the NCAA tournament if Reggie Lynch is suspended, and he probably will be. Write this down, Jonathan. All right, so he threw for two hundred eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and one interception this weekend. Overall, that brings a season total to forty-six hundred yards. A 70% completion rating, 43 touchdowns, and six interceptions this year. He also won the Heisman. Baker Mayfield will get drafted in the top five of this year's NFL draft. Wow. Whoa. So they, there's a lot of these mocks coming out, and he's mm-hmm. either fourth or fifth or sixth on a lot of lists. Yeah. In general, if you're the fourth quarterback off the board or later, you have a very little chance of success. So some team would probably have a bust on their hands there. That's a good prediction, though. All Write right. it down. You like writing things down. All I hear is Harrison Smith, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl snub. The Pro Bowl doesn't matter. 
Write this down. Harrison Smith and Linval Joseph will both make the Associated Press NFL All-Pro first team. Harrison Smith and Linval Joseph will both be AP NFL All-Pro first teamers, which yeah, is which is the well. only thing that really matters. Yeah. So if I'm gonna if I'm an agent or I'm a player crafting incentives in my contract too, I'd I'd probably want both of them in there just in case something like this happens, sure. where you're clearly the best player at your position and you don't you don't get the extra fifty thousand dollars because boneheaded voters don't put you in. But I think you're probably right on that one. All right, write this down. Write this down. Case Keenum will collect at least $35 million guaranteed in whatever deal he signs this offseason. So you, the contract will be like three years and $55 million. I'm going to give you the guaranteed, at least $35 million guaranteed for Case Keenum in his next contract, either with the Vikings or somebody else. So like more than money. $17 million a year guaranteed for at least two years. For a, for a career season this year. That is crazy money. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. We saw the story way early this morning. Patriots, they're having a little infighting there. Bill Belichick, we don't know his contract details because it's never been released ever. He will be the head coach of the New York Giants next year. Yeah, swinging away. Right from the swinging heels, away. baby. That falls deep. Oh, yeah. That falls We don't deep know his contract to details. To the morning track. Oh, and it's caught on the morning track. <laughs> yeah, that's so... The Giants are in an interesting position because mm-hmm. they're reading that report, yep. and he obviously he was the defensive coordinator of championship teams, and they could hire a Pat Shermer or they could you know they could go get a a Bill Belichick disciple you. or a Jim Schwartz. But if there's a five percent chance Bill Belichick wants to peace out after this season, don't you wait like a month? Oh, if you're the and if you're the Giants, you you probably got a phone call about this months ago. <laughs> If you're the Giants, you were probably mm-hmm. told, hey, Bill's not happy. You saw what he got in return Bill's for the two quarterbacks he traded. Phone rings twice, pick yeah. up on the third <laughs> ring. You know, I saw someone point this out on the, like East Coast Sports Talk Radio Twitter account. I can't remember if it was WEI or WFAN, East Coast somewhere. And someone tweeted, remember back to the 1991 New York Giants. They won Super Bowl XXV, Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. And Bar- uh, Parcells let Tom Coughlin go to Boston College to become the head coach. And then Bill Belichick went to Cleveland. So he said bye to his mastermind coaches and coordinators. And then he waited until a couple weeks before the draft to say bye to the Giants mm-hmm. and kind of put him in a bad spot. And Belichick would do the exact same Belichick, thing to the Patriots. Belichick said goodbye to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Right now, there's no future quarterback after Tom Brady. McDaniels is going to leave. Bill, could Bill Belichick do the same thing like a week before the draft, say, His defensive coordinator is going to leave? Oh, he would do that in a second. The Giants have a high draft pick where he can draft his future quarterback behind Eli. Interesting. Write it down. You like writing things down. I like that one, Jonathan. All right, Judd. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, my final write that down is not as dynamic, but uh, speaking of MVP voting, Jimmy Butler will finish in the top five in NBA MVP voting this season. Jimmy Butler will end up being within the top five. He could win it. He could win it. He I could don't, legit win it. I don't think he will, but I think I do think that he will be a he will end the year being a top five MVP um, ballot. Write this down. Bye. Write it down. You like writing things down. And final prediction of the week here: the hockey whisperer is is going to wrap things up here by telling you, Nino Niederreiter, who has half the season left, he's healthy now, and he has thirteen goals. Injuries and stuff, but he has 13 goals. He will score 30 goals for the first time in his career, despite missing a bunch of games due to injury. So he needs 17 more goals in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Nino Niederreiter, 
will score at least 30 goals this season for the Minnesota Wild. As long as he continues to drive the net, Phil Mackey. Write this down. So whatever he needs to do. I don't That's the most care. important thing. That's this, what he needs to do, Hockey Whisperer. He can go uh, empty netters for all I care. Uh, speaking of the Wild, we have to put a stop to this. This has gone, it's gone We've too far We've helped him before, too. So we'll help him again. This portion of Mackey and Judd brought to you by Metafast. It's like everybody's getting a tribute video now. It's like you play for a team, you get traded. Clipper Darrell might get one next. You get a tribute video. <laughs> now, I'm not saying Isaiah shouldn't get a tribute video. Clipper Darrell leaves the Clippers as a fan. He should get one. But, like, listen, on February 11th, the night I get my jersey retirement, I'm not sure I want to look up at the jumbo trying to see Isaiah highlights. Bro, you. After all the years I night, put in. You don't need to share that with nobody. You know, I had a chance to watch Kobe's and throughout the games, a timeout. It was a lot of tribute videos for him, and I enjoyed to watch that throughout the game. Now, hopefully, you know, the Boston Celtics will do that for me. I'm not sure if I want to see an Isaiah video that night. Bravo, Paul Pierce. Welcome to the Paul. Mackey and Judd School of Video Tributes, now what, which is a very small school. What he's saying there is is completely self-serving on his part, but it's completely right. It's completely right. On the night that Paul Pierce is going to get his jersey retired, should he have to look up at the video board in Boston and see a tribute for a guy who is a very nice player, right? I, very nice. I mean, Paul Pierce is a is a Celtic who is revered. Should he have to watch a tribute to a guy who was traded away, by the way, as well, I mean, why and was, was a nice player? I mean, didn't they have enough to, It's not like that trade happened last week, by well, the way. Couldn't they have scheduled that Paul Pierce tribute on a different night? No, no. The Thomas tribute was going to be on, on the first game that he came back, which was a couple nights ago. Yeah, they sat. And Isaiah Thomas sat, so he said, please don't. He said this. Isaiah Thomas said, please don't do my video tribute on the night I'm not going to play. Do it on a night I come back when I'm going to play, which is this next game in February, which is when Pierce's number is going to be retired. That's their fault. Well, no, the point being, too, though, is that is that for Isaiah Thomas to fully know and be aware and, and, and be consulting back and forth about a video tribute to himself from the Celtics is ridiculous. So here's why we don't really care about the Celtics. Yeah. This is about the Wild. All right. Who last night, all right, Marco Scandella and Jason Pominville mm-hmm. come back to the X last night. And we have a video montage. I didn't see it, who but this the, apparently happened at the X. Who was the last one I complained about to you about a month and a half ago? Who came back here and yeah, it was like to the a, X. some like fourth oh, line defender? Eric Halla and Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck. Yeah. Eric Halla, who is a once again a nice player for you, and Alex Tuck, who never really played for you, and they got a video welcome back. And then last night, Jason Pominville, who you couldn't get rid of quick enough. And Scandella, once again, a very nice player for you. But the key word is a nice player for you. No lasting impact. So stupid. No huge playoff wins. No. No. In fact, in fact first of all, let's start with Pominville, okay? They probably had time to play all 13 of his goals last year in a 30-second video montage. Did they Did they get in any of the missed putbacks in the playoffs? Did they include those in the playoffs? montage? Playoffs? It would have taken half hour to do them all from his time Dude, here. There, you're right. All the missed nets? There's one player. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. There's one player in wild history, in my mind, who deserves a video tribute. That doesn't count Parisian Suter, who may at some point, if like, those guys... I'm not going to count those Gabbard, guys. you're going to say. No. Then who? I don't think Marion Gabrick does either. Then who? I think Andrew Burnett is the only player in wild history who deserves a video tribute for the goal he scored. Gabrick played like six or seven I, seasons here. Yeah. That's a borderline one. You can make a case for Marion Gabrick. But let's draw the line there. 
if Marco Scandella and Jason Pominville, who just like the only thing that they can really hang their hat on is they played here for a few years. Yep. Right. Yep. So are we going to get video tributes now to literally every player who played here for a few years? Yes. That's like that's the bar. That's, that you've what, they're set. Do- that's what they're doing. That's now. the bar they've set. If we so, liked you, we give you a video tribute. So if you look at the current roster, mm-hmm. if the criteria is you suited up and played for like five years with the Wild, mm-hmm. for three for like four or five years with the Wild. Mm-hmm. Well, in the case of Eric Howla, for three, and you were only a regular and Mike for about Yo a year didn't or want two. to play you for most of his time right. here. Yeah. Then there's about 20 guys on the current roster, including guys in the minor leagues, yeah. that you could do video tributes to. All right, but oh my god, and. And listen, this show has has before reached out to help this team, all right? I go to a ton of games. I enjoy the games. But this show reached out a couple years ago to say, change the goal song. That whatever you played, and I know some guys like that Joe, whatever his name was, Santorini, Sanitary, Santa Blini. Anyway, his little song that the league basically sent you as a template to say, play this for goals. Don't and the you Islanders it. use it too? Yes, a yeah. bunch of teams did. And and we said, play Prince. It sounds better. I think Davey even put together a package where we played a goal with that song after. Let's go crazy. Just sounded a lot better and was more appropriate for the state. And you switch to it. So Wild Officials, if you're listening right now, and this, this goes to every team. This is not high school. This is not even college. This is not amateur feel-good athletics. Every kid doesn't get a trophy here, okay? This is professional sports. If you're going to do a tribute, every time you do a tribute to Marco Scandella, might be a great human being, but every time you do a tribute for him, what you are doing is taking the greats in your franchise and flipping them off. Yeah. If Marco Scandella gets a tribute, then what does Zach Parisi eventually get? Can we even show it live on TV? Like, I know, I know. That's what, yeah. But but the the thought process is we're being kind. We like these guys, and I understand that. But what you are doing then is you are de-emphasizing if there are to be greats in, in this franchise, and I'm not sure that we could consider any player to have been a great so far, but if you are to truly have greats, if you are to truly have guys who you are going to someday take their jerseys and put them in the rafters, those are the players who you do special things for. Man, I'm really— Like, really... if I go back to the Strib today, I might see a friend. I might go ha- have a beer with my friend. The Strib don't do something for me. The Strib don't say, hey, let's play a Judd. Here's Judd at the desk working yeah, on stories. Like you can come back, and you can you can high-five your teammates and stuff. I'm really looking forward to in a couple years here, uh, maybe even this year. I don't know if he's still is he, – I don't even know if this guy's still in the league, but he could come back to town. Justin Fontaine. Uh, played three years with the Wild, right? He's still in the league. Played three years, right? I'm looking yes. at the roster from a couple years ago. Yeah. If the criteria is, oh, you were here and you played for a couple years – like a Marco Scandella or an Eric Howla. Yep. Um, oh, what about this one? Kyle Brodziak. We've had to have done a, a video tribute at some point to Kyle Brodziak, you know, I right? I think they snubbed him. I think he came back with St. Louis before it was popular. Well, that's just, uh, that's not right. Um, by the way, just to switch gears here for a second. You'll like this. Breaking news from Adam Schefter, Vikings related. The Green Bay Packers have requested permission to interview Vikings assistant GM George Patton. Peyton or Patton? I always. I Patton. believe it's Peyton. For their GM but it's still job. Patton, yes. So the Packers have requested to get into the secret sauce of the Vikings roster building Which for the, the Bears GM are job. Doing right now. The Vikings declined the request. Yes. Uh, now, now, George has also had opportunities at 
leave I you, think, Packers. You're not going to get inside the secret sauce. I think George also had opportunities to talk to in the past. Who came calling? Cleveland, and I think the Rams did at one point. And the 49ers, I thought. And yeah, and he has been incredibly loyal to, to the Vikings to the point of I'm not sure if he wants to just stay here or what. But yeah, this is one. Well, I think when it comes to coordinators going to head coaches, it's very difficult to block them. In this case, if you can block, you block it. Now, here's my Schefter tw- Twitter question I wonder for if you. they just, like, scanned a photo of Rick Spielman's middle finger and sent it back to Green Bay. Just on a fax? Just like just fax the, the fax over. comes through and I'll just Rick with a middle finger? Yeah. I'd love to know how that conversation took place. Hey, Rick, listen, uh, the rest of our roster around Aaron Rodgers we found in the last two months is an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, you guys have a dumpster fire at quarterback almost always and still beat us once in a while. We'd like to tap into how that works. Nope, sorry, middle finger. All right, answer me this, though. So did, did you do you guys see the uh, the Schefter, the alleged Schefter report last night that uh, Belichick had told his assistants he's gone? And it lit up, of course, and people are retweeting it, and it's huge. It's another guy who has come up with a fake account, but he's duped it to look really good. What joy do you get from sitting there and creating fake accounts that well, look good? It's hilarious. And then, and then if you get, don't out, be mad if you get duped. No, no, I'm not mad, but I'm just saying, like, do you sit there all day and you're like at work and you hate your job? You just hate your job and you like football and you're like, this Schefter account would be really easy to recreate. I, well, I think the the one that uh, the one that oftentimes gets that goes viral. So it's at Adam Schefter is Adam's account. Yes, someone created at. A darn yes. Schefter. Yes. So the lowercase r and the n look like an M. So if it gets retweeted, but my question is, how does it even get retweeted in the first place? You have to have multiple fake accounts with followers to retweet a fake account. Because for me, like if it doesn't pop up in my feed yeah. as Adam Schefter, then I'm just going to ignore it. But it, you have to look for those little combinations. A darn Schefter. The looks last, like Adam Schefter. The guy that tricked people yesterday, I think, was uh, at A D E M. S A S C H E F E R. Okay. But he had the but he, he had avatar. the rest of it look absolutely perfect. But I just wonder who are these people that sit there during the course of a day and think, I hate my wife. I don't like my kids. I hate my job. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna do today. Well, by the way, we actually uh, we've obtained audio from the Vikings front office. When the Packers submitted their request to interview the Vikings assistant GM, we have Rick Spielman's reaction actually to the request. <laughs> Exclusive audio right here on 1500 ESPN. This is Rick Spielman's reaction to the Packers wanting to steal the Vikings assistant GM. Can we interview him? <laughs> that's, that's Rick's reaction. Right there. That's a lot, Rick. You heard it live right here on 1500 ESPN. Uh, we will carry as much as we can anyways. It sounds like Mark Coyle is going to speak around 11 o'clock. And then Richard Patino after that. I don't know how much information they're going to give. But Reggie Lynch is facing a two-year suspension and ban from campus for sexual misconduct. And uh, the Gopher basketball team and the athletic director are going to have to answer questions about that in about a half hour. We're going to carry KSTP's coverage of that, we hope, in about a half hour, depending on the timing. Um, and then Ryan Rucco is going to join us from ESPN's NBA coverage of Celtics and Wolves tonight, national TV. We'll talk to Ryan Rucco in about an hour from now. Uh, also, Todd Furman, we're trying to reschedule, too, because we have these press conferences. We're going to make our NFL picks at some point here. And superstar Mike Morris in the noon hour. It's game show Friday. Jonathan in for Dave. What kind of stuff? What's your favorite stuff item to uh, to tease the listeners with? Oh, we got some food and beer talk here coming up. That'll do.
In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. Pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. Please, please. All right, sir. Jonathan, you've got the stuff today. All right, so we all remember this moment from this last weekend. Dalton catches the football. He's back to throw. Inches up in the pocket. Throws. Yeah. Caught by Boyd. Get in. To the 15. Get in. The 10. Yeah. The 5. Touchdown. Tyler Boyd. Man. On 4th and 12, Man. it's a 49-yard touchdown. Ooh, and the Bengals lead with 44 seconds to go. Silence in Baltimore. Panamanium in Buffalo. What's Panamanium? I have no idea. Is that I like the pandemonium. second cousin of Pandemonium? pandemonium. I've been wondering that all week. Nice. Well, that, that touchdown there sent the Bills to the playoffs for the first time since I was, I think, in 4th grade. So it's been quite Yeah. You were in 4th grade? I think around there, yeah. I was like 30 years old. <laughs> I hate you. So the Bills sent a little thank you note, and uh, they sent them a little present yesterday. Well, that present was 1,440 pounds of wings. Wait, 1,000 pounds of wings? Uh, Either that or just 1,400 wings. Sorry. Is that what it is? I wrote that wrong. 1,400 wings. How much does a wing weigh? I was going to say 1,000 pounds of wings. No, no, 1,400 wings. I wrote that wrong. Let's do the math on that. This is for the whole team, right? Yeah. I already did the math for you. Oh, sorry. That's about 27 wings per player. That's not including coaches. the coaching staff, yeah. but that's 27 wings per player, which is an immense amount. Are they? Are we talking the break apart wings here, or just like the small BWW? Uh, I have wings? no well, idea. I bet we're talking the good stuff. I would imagine all it's the, the real stuff. stuff. Yeah, like, like the one like Ray J's uh, yeah. in town has those pull apart oh, ones. These would be the so 27 of those would be a lot. <laughs> they sent the them 1,400 wings, 90 pounds of celery, 30 pounds of carrots, six gallons of blue cheese, <laughs> and nine gallons of Duff's wing sauce. Duff's is the brand that they sent them. Why bother sending the celery? <laughs> right. Isn't I don't that one of it. life's great mysteries? When you go, you're about to pound a full plate of yes. drenched in buffalo sauce wings, Mm-mm. and you are mentally preparing for all of the aftermath and all the guilt <laughs> that might come with it. And like a couple pieces of celery you know you're to, or the carrots that they serve with them sometimes. Celery is, celery is the key. It makes you feel good about it. it but it doesn't. Like, no. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Because you're like, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit. Of, I'm going to have a celery stick and d- dip it in the blue it cheese, which of course is full of calories. more worse about what I'm about to do when the waiter oh, asks, me. you want celery or blue cheese? No, I'm good. Or how I'm about, about to do something really disgusting. Don't give me that or, celery. Or how about when you're done eating the wings and there's still <laughs> celery left? And then the server asks, are you going to eat the rest of the celery before I take the plate away? And you say, no. Nah, I'm good. I always eat it. I always eat it, and I feel better about myself because I do so. You you keep thinking that. You (laughs) You you got to trick yourself. So the Jaguars are hosting their first playoff game since 2000, around the same time as the Bills have been in the playoffs. Uh, They're noticeably and really excited about hosting this playoff game that they're adding color to their food. Their ice cream is teal. Their hamburger buns are teal. All their food items are going to be teal. Okay. I saw this. It looks super I saw gross. this on Twitter on my uh, deathbed yesterday, and it made me want to vomit immediately. <laughs> yes. The the beer looked the was it sort of greenish beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looked awful. So, are you uh, ready for purple food next weekend? Don't even go there. <laughs> don't even, don't give me any ideas. Okay. Are there any what kind of what, what kind of foods are naturally purple? 
There's certain tortilla chips that are purple, aren't there? I mean, but naturally, I don't mean like naturally. I no, guess I mean, mean like, like that you would that you wouldn't find to be odd I colored purple. Can't think of yeah, those uh, the tortilla chips. That's about grapes. It. You got grapes. Expired bread. Yes. <laughs> that looked awful. All right, so I'm a connoisseur of sports that don't take place in America. Hence why I do the crafty, I prog- produce the Crafty Rogues podcast, and I've learned about this little thing down in Australia right now called the Ashes. Giant cricket event takes place, I think, every other year between England and Australia. Okay. There was a wonderful moment where 88-year-old former Prime Minister Bob Hawke, I think is his name, he's the former Prime Minister of Australia. He was in attendance. The cameras caught him with a beer in his hand. Let's let the commentators oh do what they do. It's now on Bob. Oh, he's ready. He's waiting for it on the big screen. Here he comes. Go on, Bobby. Show us your technique. Here he goes. Simple. No, doesn't sip and he gets it down in one. Look how quick he is. Oh, 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 hang on, hang on. He hasn't finished yet. He hasn't finished. Well, he's 88 years of age, Bob Hawke. Give him a little bit of leeway. He's 88 years of age, Michael Vaughan. Look at him. He hasn't finished yet. He's just having a little pause. I'm going to say, it's a pretty poor effort, isn't it? Well done, Bob. Great work. Superstar Bob. <laughs> he Chugging got, that beer, huh? He chugged the whole the whole pint while impressive. on camera inside the stadium and on international And he's TV. almost 90 years old. Yeah. It was did, did he know he was? That's going to be Judd when he's 88. <laughs> Good for him. You know what? At that age, if you can do it, do it. it did he know beautiful. he was on camera? Oh, yeah. You could see him in the video. He looks. He sees that he's on the screen. He goes, oh. And he gives a little cheers to the crowd and then starts awesome. drinking. Awesome. It's beautiful. Hopefully we can all chug a pint. <laughs> We're around when we're 88 to chug a pint. Yes. Uh, are we ready for Tiger Woods return part uh, seven now? I yeah, think. seven, I believe. Did Fillers, he announce his yeah. schedule yet? Uh, it came out yesterday that he's going to be taking part in the Farmers Insurance opening or open at Torrey Pines. Okay, week. he loves Torrey Pines. Yeah. He's he's won he's a won ton it of tournaments. Numerous times. When is yeah. that one? Uh, I think earlier in the year. It's like late January or early February, right. somewhere in there. All right. Yeah, they played. They're playing in some tournament now. They play Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the season either just started or uh, I saw Ricky Fowler well, in white the, pants yeah. and a flower like Tommy Bahama shirt just tapping in a par yesterday. Tiger Woods had the little bit at the end of last year uh, where he was in another yeah. tournament was near the top, wasn't he? Yes, well, that was so that was day. his own uh, his own tournament. Yeah. yeah. Very excited, I'm sure, aren't you? So he, well, I am because if he comes back, it's all free money at this point. If he comes back and he's relevant, we get to see him playing against all of these top Jordan Spieths. It's all house money. Does my does my life as a sports fan still revolve around Tiger Woods like it did for a good decade? There, probably not, but it'd be fun to watch for sure. Um, some news here from KSTP. Eric Shalou is all over the story from uh, KSTP TV. He reports on Twitter, I just retweeted this, Reggie Lynch will appeal the EOAA finding that would uh, suspend him until 2020. I don't know, that might be them on the hotline right now calling you, Jonathan. So let's take a break here. We'll update people on this story. We're going to hear from Patino and Mark Coyle, Mackie and Judd. This portion of Mackie and Judd brought to you by It's Just Lunch. All right, thank you, Jonathan. In for Dave Harrigan today. Mackie and Judd, we will carry... At least large chunks of the Mark Coyle and Richard Pitino press conferences starting around 11 o'clock. If you missed the news earlier, Reggie Lynch facing suspension and a ban from campus through 2020 based on 
the EOAA findings of sexual misconduct. You okay there? Excuse me. Sorry. Turn that mic back on. It's, uh, it's okay. We're both sick. The end of a sick week here. <laughs> you think? Well, in many ways, actually. But, um, yeah, if you missed it earlier, the Star Tribune has a bunch of details. Pioneer Press, I believe, broke it first late last night, early this morning. Uh, but the complaint goes back to an incident that took place in the dorm of Reggie Lynch in Roy Wilkins Hall on campus, April 28th of 2016. Uh, this is within a month of when he was arrested. Well, he was arrested later on in the year, but arrested for an incident that took place within a month of this particular incident, a 19-year-old accuser uh, in that case. So there's a, there's a lot of smoke here surrounding Reggie Lynch and his behavior and sexual misconduct, and the University of Minnesota is, uh, is going to speak about this, Mark Coyle and Richard Pitino. Now, according to KSTP, the EOAA committee started investigating in October, but some of these events go back to 2016, a couple years ago. So there's a timeline gap there that it's curious. Okay, did, you know, what, what kind of information did the university know? You know, did, are there other accounts behind the scenes yeah. that haven't been made public yet? I don't know how much they're going to be able to answer today on the record, but Mark Coyle and Richard Pitino are going to speak, and we're going to carry at least large chunks of it, whatever is relevant well, here in, at the top of the hour. I think the one thing that they could make absolutely clear is that uh, while Lynch appeals that he could be allowed on campus and to go to class, but I don't think that they're under any obligation to allow him to play. So what they could say is... Other than wanting to win a basketball until, well, game. But yes, yeah. but but I think what they could say is, is while the appeal process is playing out, he's not going to play for the basketball team, but if he so chooses to continue to go to classes, he can do so. Because then if the appeal process plays out and and he loses on appeal, he's done at the school, basically, until 2020, in which case he's done at the school. So I would think that they do have the avenue to go down of saying, given the current climate, he's just not going to play basketball until the appeals process is done. Yeah, this is all, I mean, obviously you want to you want to get all the information before you start dishing out punishments, but, but there's some transgressions or crimes in some cases that rise to the level of, and you see this in the in the criminal justice system, where okay, while we figure this out, you're going to sit in jail, or while we figure this out, the bail is going to be set at a certain point where you can't meet it, or in this case, while we figure this out, you're not going to be front and center and, and sure. playing 40 minutes of a basketball game, etc. And the thing that makes this tough too is is from a business sports standpoint, I think you have to look at this two ways, which is is Reggie Lynch continuing to play while the appeals process is going on. Uh, and giving us a better opportunity to win basketball games, is that worth it, or is the fact that that we're going to potentially have uh, fans and students and probably most importantly corporate sponsors say, why is he playing? So I I think we're to a point now where where you look at at it, and even if you don't win basketball games because he's gone, it's more important to the the reputation of your program and what you're trying to do from a business standpoint to say no we we actually stand for something here yeah. it's i mean don't think for one second that that all all sides here are on the are on the side of right this is very much about what's going to make us look as good as possible uh, in defense of the athletic department and the basketball program here the timeline matters i can i'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit here cuz i hosted the richard patino show and ha- had weekly conversations about these very topics, the behavior of the Gopher basketball team going back two, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and the steps they were taking to to fix some of these problems. They were being very proactive once it once it was very obvious 
post Norwood Teague going into to Mark Coyle, there's an issue here. There's a systematic issue that goes across multiple different departments, and there's an issue with the Gopher basketball team. Uh, that Richard Patino and they they would bring in speakers. They put together courses to teach some of these young athletes. Here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. Here's where where you should be proactive. Here's what you should have uh, your head on a swivel for. Here's how you should behave. Um, so you, you can make a case maybe they should have been doing that for a long time, and that's accurate too. But they started putting together coursework in the off season for these players to go through and learn what's acceptable and what's not, and that happened after the dates that we're talking about here with these Reggie Lynch incidents. So, and I'm speculating here, is it possible that Reggie Lynch has continued to exhibit subpar behavior, uh, sexual misconduct in the last two, three, four months? I don't know. It's possible. But these incidents, the one that he was arrested for, and then this separate incident that we're talking about, the suspension through 2024, these are from spring of 2016. So it looks like on the surface, well... They went through all those classes, and they're still acting oh, like a bunch yeah. of idiots. Yep. Well, that might not be the case, but now some of these incidents from the past are coming back around, yep. as they should. Like Obviously, if he's committing sexual assault or any kind of sexual misconduct, he should be punished. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have as many details with this case as the football case because the EOAA report was leaked last time around. Right. We don't even have that, albeit one-sided account. We don't even have that account of this particular story. So. Um, so that's my only in defense of the basketball program. It's possible that they've spent the last two years cleaning up behavior, and they may have a clean track record the last couple of years, but this incident from almost two years ago is coming back around sure. to bite them right now. Absolutely. 651-646-8255, by the way, if anyone wants to chime in. Yeah, so this is going to be, uh, it'll be interesting to, to see, but but this also goes back to the fact that, that when, when you talk to people at that school and around colleges right now, you know, if you're an athlete, You've got you've got to be careful. You've got to be smart. You can't just. I mean, this is why you don't go to a party and just stand there and you know, you you've got a stake here. So, the school this school has gone. I think under coil uh, to great lengths to try and clean things up, but they need to look like they're being proactive constantly now. And so now, if you say, "Well, Reggie, you can keep playing," you're going to have people come back at you and say, "Well, Mark, I thought that that, that you you were going to clean this stuff up." And you can't say to them, well, just, you know, calm down for this one. So I really think when you understand the amount of people that Coyle will have to answer to, that it might make sense, and Patino might hate it, but it might make a lot more sense from a business and a standpoint of doing what's right to just say, until this thing is played out, you you just can't play basketball. Uh, so we're gonna carry we're gonna carry at least chunks of the Mark Coyle and Richard Patino press conferences. It might wind up at eleven o'clock and eleven fifteen that it's just the most benign, boring press conferences. They might just say, "Hey, this is an ongoing investigation. There's an appeals process. We can't say anything else." Uh, the only real question is what you just brought up: Is he gonna play? Are they gonna allow him to play? My guess is no. It would just wouldn't, wouldn't it seem weird tomorrow and starting at center. And have have him come out. I mean, yeah. I mean, once again, I'll go back to given the climate that we're in right now. It just seems really odd to me to take the chance of introducing a guy who now that this information, which might be old, but it's still new to us, has come out. Yeah. So, um, what did you make of I, th- this ESPN story that came out this morning? Strife internally among the New England Patriots power brokers, owner Bob Kraft. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, 
that for the first time in like two decades, there's a power struggle. Bill Belichick maybe wanting Jimmy Garoppolo to be his long-term quarterback, wanting Tom Brady's... He allowed Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's uh, business partner yes. and life coach, yes. to be part of the organization kind of peripherally, and then he kicked him back out. And there's a bunch of details about egos and power struggle and the New England Patriots maybe reaching the beginning of the end of their uh, tight partnership and two, dynasty. Two reactions from me to this. One, it's about time. I mean, if you think coaches and players – and in situations where teams have had runs of success, this always happens at some point. I remember in the 90s hearing how the Bulls GM, Jerry Krause, couldn't wait for Jordan to leave so that Jerry Krause could put his stamp on that team and prove that he was a great executive and he didn't need Jordan. And it finally happened. So one is, I'm shocked it's taken this long. Uh, two is, this is, this is Favre and the Packers on steroids. This is Favre winning. This is Favre, Favre basically saying, I want to play in 2008 and into nine, and the Packers saying, okay, come we'll back. Trade Aaron and trading Aaron. This story, when you think about the fact, and if Belichick's miffed, he's exactly right to be, because no matter how great Brady might still be, he's going to go, what, he's going he's to be 41 next year, correct? And to think in this league that you can just continue playing and playing, and, and then you trade away a viable quarterback. So, so, Reaction one is, I'm surprised it took this long. Reaction two is, this is eventually worst case, except for the fact that you've continued to win all these titles. Yeah, I have a bit of a, a, a spin on 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 your opinion off this. Like I, and I haven't read through the whole story yet, but the gist of it is, everyone's. This is my this is my understanding of it. Everyone's kind of looking out for what's next instead of what's now for the first time in 17 years. Mostly Belichick and Brady, with Rob Kraft trying to sit up there and, you know, and, and make make peace or figure out what the future looks like for the organization. For 17 years, almost to a point of 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 nauseousness. On to the next week. On to like we're not going to look too far ahead. We're going to focus on this game. We're going to focus on this opponent and this season. And the Patriots were the most. I think they were the most disciplined franchise. And talented too, but most disciplined franchise for for two decades. And now for Belichick, he's starting to look at who's my next quarterback beyond Tom Brady. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo looks pretty good behind the scenes. I might have to start thinking about what's next instead of what's now. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, for the first time in his life, he's building other platforms outside of football. The TB12 method. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book for the first time. He's been on social media for the first time ever in the last 12 months. He's got an Instagram account with like 5 million followers. So for the first time, Belichick and Brady are looking for what's next instead of what's what's now, and then they're looking at each other. Wait a second, no, what? You can't be looking at Garoppolo. I'm the quarterback now, right? And Belichick's looking at Brady like, what, who's, what's this Alex Guerrero TB12 Instagram crap that you've got going on? This is about football, and there's some resentment pretty clearly. Now the Patriots sent out a memo, and I'm sure they're just going to lean on this for the rest of the season, a joint statement from Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady. For the past 18 years, the three of us have enjoyed a very good and productive working relationship. In recent days, there have been multiple media reports that speculated theories that are unsubstantiated, highly exaggerated, and flat-out inaccurate. The three of us share a common goal, 
We look forward to the enormous challenge of competing in the postseason and the opportunity to work together in the future, just as we have for the past 18 years. It's unfortunate that there's even a need for us to respond to these fallacies, as our actions have shown we stand united. Oh, it's fake news. And that'll be the end. It's It's fake fake news, news. huh? It's fake news. Fake news. It's remarkable it took this long. Let's take one quick call on uh, the Reggie Lynch discussion. We're going to get to Mark Coyle and Richard Pitino in a second. Wally, you got about a, a minute or so. Wally, go ahead. Don't you think that it maybe run a transparent program around the universe? How many black eyes does Eric Kaler have to get until the Board of Regents realizes that it's time for this guy to go? I mean, you had the football thing, the protest of the bowl. It's just constant. It's just, it's like, and and then you find out this happened so long ago and it's just coming out now. And then you think about all the, all the rhetoric that's been talked over that time. And it's just all about CYA and money and you know i you know i didn't go to the u but i've lived here my whole life i it it makes you disgusted to tell you the truth not only is it a mediocre program that bounces through coaches and athletic directors and then gives a uh you know names a pavilion or whatever it was after maturi now now we got to put up with this sort of stuff going on campus too. Yeah, it looks Wally. It looks bad. Thank you for for calling. And it, it always seems to come back, doesn't it? Like yeah. every time you start to think to yourself, eh, you know what? They've got it right now. There's always something like this that seems to come in. So uh, we'll we'll hear from Mark Coyle and Richard Patino between eleven o'clock and eleven thirty. Uh, it just depends on timing for both of them. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.